What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening. Hope you guys are all doing well. We've got a jam-packed heck of a show for you. As always, I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. <laughs> Joining me, as always, Ivan Lovegren. What is up, my friend? Well, I'm laughing out loud because we, uh, the viewers don't know. We have such a jam-packed show. I've been told not to talk tonight. We're just going to get through the, through the content. Um, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, we do have a jam-packed show. Uh, it's going to be lots of fun. I'm over here sleeving cards mid-show because who doesn't love ripping while watching a show on the hobby? Um, we've got a jam-packed show. It's going to be lots of fun. Starting off with a continuation of last week's poll question, we are going to have the discussion with Jason Yinglin, y- Yingling. I always mispronounce it, whether I'm drinking it or talking to Jason, I mispronounce it. Um, And uh, about the very cool Michael Jordan ticket card that was in exquisite collection. Which threw off a lot of people last week I saw after the show as I was scrolling through things. Yeah, The person who said, I'd much rather have the actual ticket than a picture of the ticket. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's that's the topic. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get into it. We've also got a ton of box breaks tonight. So if you thought last week was uh, packed, tonight's even more packed. Three Uh, worldwide debuts. Yeah, three worldwide debuts, including a DC uh, product that is a hybrid product we're really excited to talk about and bring you. Um, But huge news, bigger news than deserves to be in hobby happenings. That's how big it is. James and Rob did some camera work and we no longer have potato camera on the hits. You're going to, yeah, get... I'm surprised it took that long. I mean, I'm wondering it if something sharp. happened with a, a, an update along the way in X split because yeah, I know that wasn't always the case, but well, I'm it, glad somebody said something. So it's, it's all my fault. Be straightened out now. Because I am the boy who cries wolf. So when I say it looks like a potato, we just assume it's Ivan having technical difficulties. <laughs> so I, I take full, full, uh, full um, umbrage for that. But uh, we've got some cool videos with DCI Gradings Chief Operating Officer Jason Dardick, as well as um, Hot in the Shop. Uh, and uh, well, what else segments wise? The, oh, the poll question then too, Rob. Yeah. We've got. This week's poll question, not last week's poll question. We'll jump back into that in a second. But well, we also have one other question. thing. Um, I did bring home three of these what? bags. So um, oh, I got to go back to the this prize, one, update the prize sheet. I'm calling this one Rob's Closet Cleanout Giveaway. Whoa, so it's not just Mint Collective. So let's see. Um, I've got... Uh, so... A young artist did this card for eBay that they were giving away at their booth of Sophia Chang. <laughs> excuse me, Caden Thibodeau. Yeah, and Sophia Chang is the artist. She's pretty well known. She did Project 2020 and Project I knew 70. you would know. Yeah. So that's in there. Um, let's see. We have, oh, how about that? How about a Panini? Matchbox size mm. die cast. <laughs> Excuse me. How about a stand up display? 
me take the glare off it. There you go. How about <coughs> four unclaimed prizes from last week? Oh my goodness. Including the young guns hit, um, bounty, the, and two of the three UFC prism prize packs and the Fortnite um, epic card. Um, and just so you don't feel left out, how about a Fortnite box? How about oh. <laughs> uh, three packs of Super Glow? Um, wow. How okay, about... Rob. This is getting insane. Three free grades from DCI grading. <laughs> One, and I didn't even know that Jason was how about a? Out. Where are my free grades? How about an unopened white sparkle pack? <laughs> oh, I've got all your stuff right here, Ivan. I will ship it out when Don't I ship worry, prizes. I'm not stressed. I'm, not stressed. And, uh, I'm just excited for the viewers. That's a, and some, that's a Panini and some other surprises UFC. that will just go unmentioned so panini ufc white sparkle pack that's so, incredible yeah. um so all that's in the prize pack so here's the thing you want to learn how to watch how to win it you want to learn how to watch it well right now we're still early we still got the audience trickling in before our, our poll and our first guest um so you're going to have a bonus people aren't even going to know that come in later go to twitter.com slash go gts live Right now, the most recent tweet is um, the link to this live show. So we're not streaming on on Twitter anymore. So I got to tweet the link out. So help us get some yeah, more of thanks, your friends Twitter. in here. Brilliant re- move on your part. I'm sure they're watching. Crap, crap. We know. Form. We know how you feel, Rom. <laughs> so go Just retweet. Cool. Come on, Elon Musk. Bring back Periscope. It All is right. silly what they've done between Vine and Periscope over the years. It makes zero it, sense to us. But, hey, we're not here to worry about that. We're here to talk about the cards. We're here to get more of your friends watching for the when we do the other giveaways. So to enter to win that bonus giveaway of that swag bag with all that awesome stuff that Rob put in there, uh, bonus, go retweet the tweet that has the live show link to Twitch right now. And while you're there, look at the pinned tweet. The pinned tweet is our poll of the day. Uh, Rob, I don't know. Do we need to get into that, though, or should we just jump into Jason? Yeah, let, um, let, let's let's tee up the, the poll real quick. This okay. won't take long. Um, the GTS Live Q of the Week poll is, with the MLB season underway and the American League fielding a strong roster of rookies on opening day, who's your bet to win AL Rookie of the Year? Is it? Bobby Witt Jr. Is it Spencer Torkelson? Is it Wander Franco? Is it other? And if so, please reply. Ivan, just real quick, how'd you vote? Um, I voted other just to see the responses. Okay. I, I'm very, I'm still very torn, and I wanted to sort of see what the. Uh, I also have to Google: Is Wander Franco eligible this year, or did he play too much last year to be eligible this year? Um, got to figure that out because I can't keep track of that anymore with Randy or Rosarina being eligible after playing what felt like a full season the year before. I can't tell. Um, so I got to check out the responses in a little bit and form my own opinion. Hopefully by the update, I'll have an opinion on it. Okay. How did you vote? 
Um, I went with the contact hitter, Bobby Witt Jr. Had his first uh, Major League Baseball hit and RBI today. No surprise. Uh, and he is leading the poll 40.3% to Franco 33.3. Other in double digits, lots of good uh, responses coming in. Jake Berger is one. Uh, let's see who we got. Oh, who said Jake Berger? I'll give you a shout out. Oh, Pap Spear. All right. And who else we got? Mm, some people, some people, some other people. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. Weigh in if you haven't done so already. 233 people weighing in and plenty of time to still make your voice heard. We will check in and update the poll question after our second box break segment this evening. But for now, we are going to bring in our friend, Jason Yangling. Jason, how are you, brother? Pretty good, guys. How you guys doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, taking some time out of your evening. Glad yep. your son is turned the corner and okay. I, you know, we all have kids, so we get it. We get it. Um, yeah. You know, yes. Last week was a fascinating conversation, and I, I tried really hard to hold off on telling the story to some degree because I really felt like it was yours to tell. But there was a yeah. lot of confusion um, without explanation. And then even after we explained kind of what was going on, there was still some confusion. So yeah. um, for anybody who wasn't watching last week, our poll last week um, showed a – now, was that an oversized card that was a redemption in Exquisite? Yes, it was. I, that was it's funny because the first time I actually saw that card was when uh, my customer purchased it, and okay. he sent me a picture asking about it because he knew I worked on that product. Okay, and that was the first time I actually saw it completed. Oh, that's so okay. funny. So, yeah. the card we sh showed was a uh, thirteen fourteen exquisite full game ticket autographed for Michael Jordan's NC championship game, right. and the side by side photo we showed was the exact same ticket now PSA slabbed by itself. So some people were like, well, I'd actually rather have the ticket than a picture yeah. of the ticket. But the thing no. is, yeah. So see, that wasn't a regular three, you know, two and a half by three inch, three and a half inch card. You had the idea for an oversized redemption, one of one. Yep. Why don't you take it from here? Yeah, so basically we, we were working, we were brainstorming together, me and a couple of guys on the team, and uh, we were trying to figure out something cool and building the sets within Exquisite that year. Um, and that was one of the ideas that popped up. Um, so we are like, all right, maybe we can source a ticket. And it was really hard. One of our uh, product coordinators, he actually was able to hunt down a ticket within like a lot of other tickets that we bought. Um, we were going to do like a whole product based around something with like like almost like artifacts types or remnants of like uh, with actual tickets and like uh, I think we we had some like USC uh, medallions from championship games and uh, like some pretty cool stuff that we were going to build and I don't think that product ever got created so a lot of that stuff might be shelf still at Upper Deck somewhere um, but that ticket did make it into thirteen fourteen exquisite it didn't make it in time for production to, so it went in as a redemption and then 
it probably took, uh, I want to say, a year or so, six months to a year to get printed and um, and done and then embedded in the card. And um, I personally never got to see it, although I saw like the background, like, you know, we had like the type up of what we were looking for in the in the design and whatnot. And then um, it, it came out really nice. And then like, I want to say three weeks ago or so, uh, one of my customers I've had for, you know, five, six years uh, being with GTS, uh, he's like, hey, you know, do you know anything about this card? You know, <laughs> is it taped? Is it glued? I'm like, man, I have no idea. I haven't, you know, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm assuming it might be double si- double sided tape, you know, and then uh, we found out it was glued. But, um, you know, he's a pretty savvy, really smart um guy in the hobby and you know he saw it as you know there's only like i think there was like a pop one uh ticket an unsigned one that sold for like a ridiculous amount like over a hundred and some thousand dollars so and his his light bulb went off um and was like all right well maybe this ticket's worth more because it is signed by michael jordan that there might be a memorabilia collector that would be willing to pay more than the card is worth so i think um you know me personally it, it stung so bad to see you know <laughs> it tore out of the card but I, I don't fault him or blame, you know, like I understand why he did it. And, you know, there's people out there that are drooling for that. I mean, that's it's got to be the, the only one out there ever, I would think. Um, well, more people agreed with us, yeah. like 60 something percent said they'd take the card yeah. with the ticket. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, you know, Ivan and I, you know, that was a, a no brainer. Now let's get into a little bit you know to roll it back just a little bit you know you worked in product development for upper deck you're now an accounting um manager with gts Thirteen, fourteen, exquisite basketball some conversations you and i have had i know you put your heart and soul into that something yeah. else that came out of that product that has now been replicated uh to give credit where it's due you and your team um yeah uh signature kicks right yeah that made me you know i see it in goodwin every year and it makes me really proud that i have like kind of like a legacy thing that was there you know and uh you know it's uh you know there's other people like i never like to take credit myself but you know it was That's, like you were the team around and you know <laughs> like rob ford all these guys we got john like there's a bunch of us that work together on a product and um you know, I tried, you know, I finally had like a dream job where I got to build products and come up, you know, I got to work on like 1314 Fleer Retro was like amazing to me because I got to put a lot of stuff in there that I collected when I was in my teens. And, you know, now to see the PMGs going off, like I just, I just <laughs> went PMG crazy on a lot of stuff. If you look at like, I think 13, like SPX basketball and football, I did the rookies as a PMG style. because I thought it would look cool. Like a, with a, like an RPA with the, the PMG material. But, you know, unfortunately, the you know, the collegiate stuff doesn't sell as well. And, you know, it, it uh, and they look nice. But, um, you know, it's just I was in the, in the exquisite, too. I was trying to use, you know, Michael Jordan and LeBron, you know, trying to switch up the images and stuff because there's only certain images that we could use. So like, if you notice, like on the like in the, on the I think it was Fleer Ultra or Fleer Retro that we had that we were able to use some newer photos of them both instead of using high school photos and, you know, uh, North Carolina photos nonstop throughout the product. And. Um, but yeah, 13, 14, the signature signature kicks, I was a big sneakerhead. You know, I collected a lot of shoes growing up and I still do. I have you know a bunch in my closet. Um, so I just sure thought your wife like, loves that. Yeah. And then I, it also clicked too because the shoe, the sneaker community is huge. Like I'm looking on, like back then I was looking at like Instagram and Twitter, and I'm seeing like you know eight million followers, ten million followers on these different Instagram accounts. So we 
we actually had um i think it was like i don't know if it was it wasn't soul collector it was like um gosh i can't remember the name but it was another it was a big magazine that came into the office and had a meeting with our uda rep and we had all the tiger uh all the lebron james game worn shoes that on display you know for that and it's just like it was really cool you know to uh to put those signature kicks in there as well but that card was like the main card in the set but it was so hidden because it, re- re- it was a redemption but to yeah, see so it there's, was pretty cool. there's no solicitation of it saying oh there's a ticket card yeah. it was just like upper deck likes to throw in added value <laughs> yep. it was a total surprise and probably didn't even land the same when the redemption was fulfilled because this was right. 2014 yeah. 2015 we didn't have instagram accounts with a hundred thousand followers yep. showing tweets and stuff yeah and you know like um Jason, real quick, you mentioned that it didn't make it in uh, into production, so it had to be a redemption. But, I mean, right. did that product have an oversized box topper in it? No, I mean, it didn't. Yeah, ha- it would have had to have been a redemption. Yeah, that was right? the only card. That was so oversized. it would have had to have been a redemption, right? right. Or, yep. or were you guys just planning on putting a single box with that card in the top? That's, that was the ideal at the beginning because it was big enough to to set in there. But then the damaging and you know and then the production of it because we had to get it all set up. I didn't know how long it would take to get that, so it ended up being a redemption. You know, ideally it would have been cool to have like the golden ticket like in a box and live, <laughs> but it was uh, you know unfortunately it didn't happen like that because you know that redemptions are <laughs> nobody wants to pull a redemption early. But well, but that's uh, so I always get with get this too like. Uh, maybe it's because one of my funniest projects I ever had to do was um, when I worked for a celebrity, their wife asked me to get 30 autographs on a single eight by 10 in the span of 25 days once before the season ended. So I have a lot of sympathy for you building a product, trying to put a Jordan, uh, you know, autographed ticket into it and it having to be a redemption. Um, But just getting back to the golden uh, auction, of the ticket that's now slabbed versus the card. Well, there's an interesting component to that, which is uh, you, did you buy the car, the ticket autographed or was it a function of upper decks exclusive with Jordan that actually allowed the ticket to get autographed? Right. It was not signed. Um, You know, we, we actually acquired the ticket, you know, after like, I'm surprised, like I was amazed that Rob found it. And so he got the ticket and then we had Michael Jordan sign it. So that is correct. Like it wasn't like a ticket that was already signed. It was uh, it was um, done for by one of our you know upper deck one of our main upper deck guys uh, there that does the signings with Tiger and Jordan and them. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Franken cutting of it. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, obviously, I, your customer. We're not going to throw him under the bus too bad, but yeah. I imagine was it his idea or was it Golden's? It was his idea. Like uh, Golden, it was his that, idea to ruin. Yeah, I don't think Golden even knows where it came from. Honestly, um, I think, well, they do now. Well, yeah, now they do. But like I'm saying, like <laughs> it, back then, I think you know, like it, it was my, it was his idea, which you know, it, it I can't blame him. You know, it's it's if it, I mean, it's up, it's pretty high right now. So I'm still curious to see what it sells at. Well, it's not uh, that high. I mean, yeah, you, you can you and I talked at dinner. Yeah. It's currently at $27,000. Now, it doesn't end okay. until Saturday and we know how these things go. Right. But yeah. but he told you maybe 35 for the card. Well, what did he tell you he thinks it could be worth 
Um, Solo. Around, I mean, at the one that was unsigned, that was a, I think a ten um, or whatever grade it is for a ticket. I don't know if it's uh, same. I'm not too familiar on the grading of that, but uh, over a hundred thousand, I would think, um, because the, I, I believe the one that sold was uh, like close to a hundred thousand, or maybe more than a hundred thousand unsigned. So, so see now the poll, if we were to run it, would have been totally switched, and why mm-hmm. I didn't put the put the values and we didn't yeah, have I mean, that conversation because i wanted people to 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 answer the question on the aesthetics of it and honestly yeah. i'll tell you the context of that's the the framing and the context of the card the text the the carolina blue lettering the picture of jordan the yep. date everything it just was so beautifully designed yeah that's what i would want that's what I would want. Yeah, because it, it almost sets it up. It's like in the perfect frame already. But right. you know, memorabilia collectors are totally different than card people. So, I mean, it's a it's a weird thing. Like, you know, us as a passion for cards, we see it and we're like, wow, it's amazing. But whereas like, a, a ticket collector is going to look at it and maybe not want it as bad. But it's Fair still, enough. you're, Fair you're enough. right. It did come out really nice. And, uh, and it's weird to see it, like, you know, by itself. But at the same time, more power to them. I, I get it. <laughs> So. Well, we always have pictures and yes, the internet is forever. Like... So yep. <laughs> we can look back on it fondly. Um, I've already kept Jason longer than I said I would, Ivan, but I didn't want to entirely hog this. Anything else for Jason? Um, no, just glad to hear your son's good. Uh, and thanks yeah. for coming on and sharing, sharing with us, Jason. Well, actually, I you brought up the, the signature kicks. Um, yep. I don't know if you've checked lately, but there is one Bill Russell from that set is available for two thousand dollars right wow. now yeah. on ComC, numbered to thirty-five. Uh, how does that make you feel? Like, does that bring back a little bit of the the love yeah, from I mean, the see, signature kit, the card, the ticket? Oh my God! Yeah, especially right now, like a lot of sneakerheads are getting into the card industry, and you know, like it was cool to start it back in 2013 and now it's just see it evolve and to see like the new good one that just came out, I think yesterday, right? Um, that yeah, has signature kicks in it too. We're busting a box tonight. Right. Yeah. So it'd be great if, if we could pull one, a signature kicks tonight in honor of yes. you, Jason. Oh, awesome. I'm, that would be awesome. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, brother, thank you so much uh, yeah. for making yourself available two weeks in a row <laughs> yeah no last week i'm so sorry i just it was oh you know. please don't you ever apologize you got to be a dad first and like yeah. i said just glad that he's feeling better send him our best uh give him a little noogie on his head from uncle rob and uncle ivan okay yeah i actually got i have him over grandma's right now so he's not popping in here every two minutes asking a question <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough Hey, let's do this again sometime. Let's talk more about product development at Upper yeah. Deck in a retrospective because I know that our listeners eat this stuff up. Oh, man. Okay? I, I would love to. I mean, it's like when I'd be at the National, just people just like to hear that kind of stuff, you know, like uh, what goes into building and, you know, like different aspects of it. So, yeah, I would love to. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jason. Yeah. Oh, Jason, he's one of the he's one of my favorites, man. One of my favorites. Um. He's a great guy for sure. Great human, great dad. Um, anytime that there's an event that he and I are both at, it's just like, uh, you know, we could go six months without talking. And it's like not a, not a be dismissed. I do have to ask Rob, because I feel like we alluded to it last week. Um, but did we, did we post a picture of that 
that's somewhere on our page that I can find a picture of the card. Uh, just, I mean, on, it's still, it was in the, the poll last week, right? If I scroll back. Yeah, that, yeah. If you scroll deep enough, you'll find it. Cool. I just want to drop it in the chats. Yeah. I just want to drop it in the chats again so that people can actually go and look and, and yeah, see, remember that. what that card is that Jason worked. You worked might have hard to on. scroll past seven, um, UEFA photos, something I discovered about <laughs> our new language translation software. Apparently when you publish a post and translate it, it tweets it out in every language you translated it to in that language. Just kind of cool, but it threw me off because I'm like, I don't oh, remember funny. posting this photo like six times. No, it worked fine for me. Maybe it's just my search browser. But so I just dropped that in both chats. So if you want to see what that card looked like, go to go GTS or click on the link in the chats. Uh, and again, it's it's just it's so interesting to me because I feel like, um, you know, I didn't want to harp on it with Jason on because I know it's part of his heart, but it's interesting to hear that this was a redemption card. So he has never actually gotten to even hold the card. Actually. I know. And now it doesn't even exist, but what an incredible, like how many people even knew that card existed? And it was one of his customers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fortuitous though. So the customer could at least get some provenance and some, some good opinion on it um, before making that decision. But uh, yeah, just crazy. Such a scarce card that people don't even know it existed. You know, Jason saying he doesn't even think Golden knew that the ticket itself ended up coming from a card. And again, you get that added provenance of it was an upper deck Michael Jordan signature, but just too bad they had to take it out of that format that we love. You know, this, this cardboard, you know, well, you yeah, love these I mean, things, right, Rob? And, and to think that that was like, you know, a, a three and a half by five inch postcard size card. Oh. All right. And again, Enough also that. that it wasn't even key in soliciting the product. Can you imagine something from the product may sell for six figures and it wasn't even key in soliciting it? Right. That's fun. So hobby. All right. Hobby uh, surprises. We're back on track um, with our weekly segment. So we're not a double dose of hobby happenings. And it really wasn't even that we were off two weeks. There's just so much going on. Not quite as much, but several things to talk to you about. Uh, about this hobby we all love from around the web in our weekly hobby happenings segment. So let's dive right in, shall we? So the infamous All-Star Cafe T206 Honus Wagner, once owned by Charlie Sheen, sold this past week through a mile-high card company auction for over $3.1 million, a record for a PSA 1 grade. The card was being offered for the first time since 2013 when it sold for close to $403,000. Some return. Sports Collectors Daily reported that according to the auction house, the Oklahoma resident who consigned the card has designated the proceeds for the Boys and Girls Club. How cool is that? The selling price, which included a 20% buyer's premium, absolutely obliterated the old record for a PSA 1. Old record set just 17 months ago when another copy sold for $1.39 million, so more than double. It also surpassed the price of a PSA 1.5 that brought $2.28 million 
in May of last year. Wow. It just keeps going up. A pair of collectors who say they were swindled by a, quote, scammer offering valuable Pokemon cards for sale have been awarded full refunds in a small claims tribunal in British Columbia. So some interesting lawsuit news here. The buyers uh, filed the buyer filed claims against Zachary Hall after they had paid hundreds of dollars for specific Pokemon cards only to receive items that held little or no value to them, according to a civil resolution tribal tribunal decision handed down last week. Instead of the six Pokemon cards that one buyer had paid $975 for in June of 2021, Hall sent him one baseball card and one basketball card, the decision says. The other buyer allegedly paid Hall $260 for a single card at around the same time, but instead received about 15 cards that were worth a few cents or dollars each. Why does this small story matter? Well, at the end of the day, reducing small scammers in the hobby has a huge impact on so many of you that it's kind of good to hear that at least a court took the time to hear this case and made a decision in favor of those that were taken advantage of. Very cool news. Yeah, and an even more crime news. Sports Collectors Daily reports that the Ludenberg County District Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Nova Scotia, Canada, are looking for a man who stole thousands of dollars in sports cards from a local Walmart store last month. Police are distributing security images in hopes of identifying the suspect who they say went to a store in Cookville on March 24th, filled a large recycling container with boxes on a shelf, hustled out a fire exit and into a waiting car. The theft is estimated at approximately 4,000 U.S. dollars, and they're looking for a white man with a tattoo on the right side of his neck. The man was wearing an Echo brand hat and plaid colored jacket. The getaway vehicle was a red or burgundy Honda Civic. So to all of our Nova Scotia viewers, which I hear were huge up there, Help find this hobby scumbag. Non-crime related news, thankfully. Uh, Athlete signing deals aren't always easy. Uh, Fanatics can attest to that after finally landing Bryce Harper as an exclusive athlete. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much, what, nine, ten years into his MLB career? Uh, Fanatics executive Victor Schaefer told Sports Collectors Daily that from the time of initial contact with him, to signing on the dotted line, the deal was nine years in the making. Wow. Congrats. And good for, for fortitude, for fortitude, good fortitude, fanatics. Well, Tops has announced the extension of their licensing deal. Yeah, there's the <laughs> image with UEFA to be the official licensee for trading cards, stickers, and other collectibles for UEFA Euro 2024, UEFA Euro 2028, and other UEFA national team competitions, including the UEFA National League Finals and the UEFA Women's Euro 2025. 
The first products under the new agreement will release this summer. The company also signed the sign, uh, announced the signing of Jose Mojarino as its official ambassador and sticker <laughs> manager. And sometimes we take ourselves a little too seriously in the hobby. So I really enjoyed the humor to this promotional video. I bet you will too. Check this out. I am Jose Mourinho. I've coached the best clubs in the world. I've won the Italian, Portuguese, English and Spanish championships and the UEFA Champions League twice. I turn good players into great players and great teams into champions. There is just one more thing for me to accomplish. Managing an European national team. But why manage one? If I could manage all of them, I am Jose Mourinho, official manager of all European national teams for 2024. Uh, please excuse me, Mr. Mourinho. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Actually, you're just here to select the players who will make into the UEFA Euro 2024 tops sticker album just like i said official manager of all teams for uefa euro 2024 top sticker album selected by me jose Mourinho. that was fun uh, just the the pomp and circumstances all the way to the end and the punch lines i really yes. enjoyed that video yes. um what's going on canada Unfortunately, we have some more crime news as a lifelong Wayne Gretzky super collector is in mourning over the theft of his remarkable collection. Aaron Gratias of the Battlefield area in Canada was in the process of moving and temporarily relocated his prized collection to a nearby storage facility. He told a local news outlet, quote, this collection is priceless. There are a lot of items in there that were addressed to me, personally signed for me. They have signed pictures of me with Gretzky holding the Stanley Cup and a picture of my family all wearing Gretzky jerseys signed. That stuff is irreplaceable, end quote. Among other items taken as seen were large pictures and paintings, all with serial numbers, sticks, pucks and display cases that were also autographed, and close to 10,000 hockey cards, 2,200 of which were Gretzky alone. Some were autographed. There was a framed Gretzky rookie card, PSA 8, 1979 Mattel dolls still in boxes, figurines, plates, helmets, masks, and skates, among many other things. Some autographed Sidney Crosby memorabilia was also taken, along with Joe Sackick and Joe Thornton jerseys. Gratius said, I never had the collection appraised. It was never meant to be of monetary value. It was supposed to go through the generations. A collector through and through. Just awful. If you have any leads on this or you see any of these items online, please either reach out to us, reach out to authorities in Canada if you can, just keep an eye out if you see anything suspiciously Gretzky or personalized to Aaron. You know, when you go to sell your house, one of the first things the real estate agent tells you to do is declutter and put away as much stuff as possible, run a storage facility, get it all out of there. And I remember doing that with most of my man cave. I just can't even imagine. Okay. Just a very sad reminder also, uh, we constantly hear 
you know, well, I'm not going to sell in this weird market. If people know, or if you have to move stuff out of a private home into a public place like that, it's worth doing that appraisal. Yes. And insuring. Um, all right. That sucks. The shirt worn by Diego Mardona when he scored his infamous hand of God goal against England at the 1986 world cup is expected to sell for at least $5 million. According to auctioneer Sotheby's, the shirt is owned by former England midfielder, Steve Hodge, who he swapped shirts with Madonna after Argentina won the match two one, thanks to two goals by the forward. The second being a solo effort considered to be one of the greatest ever scored. Now, before we go to the next story, I'm really confused, Ivan. I mean, you know me in soccer. I didn't think you could touch the ball with your hands, anything in your like arms. Well, that's why it's called the hand of God goal. You're not going to argue with God, especially not on the show. Right, Rob? Okay. I mean, there's a picture <laughs> of him right there. Google, Google it and check out the video. It will, it will not disappoint. Okay. There's a reason it's right. infamous. Okay. Uh, that said, how crazy before the days of Jersey swaps, Steve Hodge and his family uh, getting pretty lucky with that, uh, being able to be photo matched like that. So he waited until Diego passed away to sell it, which he yeah. did unfortunately last year. You might remember, of course, <laughs> or two years ago, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies. It's 2022. We're signing twos now. Uh, yesterday, Alton Insights released their sports collectibles market report for the first quarter of 2022. It provides an easy to digest look at the current sports collectibles market that is simultaneously concise and yet very in-depth and data-based. Better yet, the report is free. Just go to www.altoninsights.com and download the PDF. Yeah, good stuff. Ugh, um, <sighs> more crime news from us. This next one is huge. Southern California breaker Mamba Cards and GTS customer was the victim of a burglary in the early morning hours of this past Tuesday. Literally tens of thousand dollars of um, cases and boxes were stolen. Fortunately, high-resolution surveillance images were captured by the business's premium security system, whose owners obviously had the foresight to not spare the expense, and now it may be paying dividends, hopefully. Mamba Cards posted additional images, video, and a complete list of stolen inventory on their Instagram page. Anyone with information about this crime is asked to call the Encino, California Police Department. Several months ago, we told you about another fractional marketplace that was getting ready to come online called Liquid Marketplace. Avid collectors Ryan Bahadori, Amin Nikdel, and YouTube personality Logan Paul are the founders of the company, which has raised nearly $5 million in funding to date and will begin their Series B round in the coming weeks. SC Daily recently garnered some more details about the startup after their coming out party at the Mint Collective. Simply put, Liquid Marketplace is a platform where people can buy, sell, own, and trade portions of rare collectibles in real time 
and it is powered by blockchain and crypto technology, allowing users to purchase pieces or fractions of rare high-valued items by turning the physical items into tokens that can be traded at any time. All items will initially be available on offer, much like Collectible, Rally, and Otis. Subsequently, owners will be able to buy, sell, and trade their ownership interests 24-7 in the pro exchange within the platform with other users. The initial drop of offerings is focused primarily on high-valued trading cards. Liquid Marketplace does plan to introduce new categories of collectibles in the next two to three months as it expands its user base globally. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings sport kings all new releases our uefa champions league match attacks extra three different skews uh skew specific um skew it's an insider word if you don't know what that is how about configuration so you have retail displays mini tens and mega tens retail displays are going to give you your biggest bang for the buck with two mirror foil boards one new rainbow foil card uh, one per pack and a lot of other goodies so be sure to visit hot in the shop on gogts.net for a full listing of all the new products but between those two and everything we broke you saw it. So get to your hobby shop, online uh, retailer, or favorite breaker and uh, pick some up. All right, Ivan. Yes. You and I had the opportunity to talk to Jason Dardick, Chief Operating Officer of DCI Grading, formerly Dallas Card Investor. And we talked to them about the move to DCI grading. We're going to put Ivan to work pulling some winners while you guys watch this. We'll be back and wrap up the program. All right, guys, we're here live on the floor of the Mint Collective in the Collectible Studio uh, doing something a little different. We are um, we're pleased to be absolutely honored to be joined by Dallas Card Investors, Jason Jason, thanks for hanging out with us. Awesome, guys. I'm really honored to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, and not to kind of throw a loop into everything just right off the front, but we are we have shifted from Dallas Card Investors to DCI Grading. DCI um, Grading. See, even I learn on the fly. That's exactly right. So something I just wanted to clear up there. If you're, if you're looking for us, it's going to be DCI Grading for the future. But um, just change my role at all. So let's dive right into that, because that's like big news, okay? So what made you guys decide you wanted to go into the grading business? I mean, I know you guys done Rock Hard Review in the past, so talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, to touch upon the Rock Hard Review aspect of DCI, uh, for, to kind of start off, we were sending in forty to 50,000 cards a year. Um, this goes back to... You know, three, four years ago, um, not under the DCI name, just as personal uh, collectors and people in the hobby, we were grading and flipping cards. I think, just like a lot of people, um, when the kind of the grading prices uh, in the hobby, I guess the boom took off, and, and people kind of saw the way the grading was impacting their collection value. Um, we decided to 
shift from owning those cards outright into taking the submission model. Okay. Um, and we, you know, kind of like the other collectors kind of act as the middleman between the, the existing grading companies okay. um, and the collector. Um, and kind of try to provide a little expert advice as far as, hey, maybe we can save you some money if this card is, you know, near mint or below. Or, hey, you've got an absolute gem of a card here. Um, let it rip, you know, so you know, kind of give a little expert opinion and another set of eyes on as far as, you know, the raw cards there. I mean, I had mentioned something to you when you, you brought up the topic of, of having Jason on as a guest, and I want to be sure to ask it before I forget. So if someone had had a raw card review done by you guys in the past, and it's still sealed, are you guys going to uh, re-examine it and give it the grade on the label, or just start the process fresh? I'm sure people want to know that. That's a great question, yeah. So, and, you know, as we roll out the slab, I also want to um, reiterate that the RCR service is not going away. Um, that's still something that DCI is going to provide both at shows and in the office. Um, we get thousands of cards mailed into us weekly. Um, so that's something I think people are familiar with is the RCR. That service is not going away. I had, you know, we get the mail back. But one thing you can tell it is you have been super active at shows, not just locally, but also around the country, too, which I think is something that makes you stand out more than others as you're in every show. Sure. Like, you know. Well, you know, and, and, you know, as we shift from Dallas card investors to DCI grading, I think it expands our network a little more, if you will, or kind of allows us to break outside of just the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, and, you know, by hitting all the shows on the road, we've been able to make, build a bunch of awesome relationships with a lot of the bigger um, names in the hobby and kind of get our name out there as well. So not just the people in Dallas-Fort Worth are, are familiar with us, but kind of everybody in general. Um, but, so, but back to the question. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have a DCI 9. Is it stuck as a DCI 9? So there is going to be a, a re-review of each card. So when we have the grade, so you have your DCI 9, if you were going to send that into DCI, as long as there is not clear manipulation to the damage, we have tamper-proof labels on those RCRs, um, so we know that the card is not manipulated in any kind of way. As long as there's no visible damage to the outside of the holder, I'm going to say 98% of the time that grade is going to be honored, it will still go through the review process, um, just like a fresh submission at DCI. But, you know, with the grading scale um, not changing, we've kept our standards extremely consistent. Um, that's all public information as well. We all uh, adhere to those standards, and, you know, we're very confident that the grade that we assigned the first time will, will be the grade that you receive again, no matter how many times you send it through. Now, I'm getting a little bit ahead of the curve, because the first question actually should be, how much is it going to cost for grading and reholdering? That's it. Yeah, okay, so new grades and then also that crossover service. Absolutely. Um, as far as a firm price, I don't know the exact number. Um, as far as ballpark, I think you can say, you know, the source lowest rate is going to be around $25 to $30. Jump the guy, DCI, come back in two months. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was like, uh, thanks for putting me on the spot here, Ivan. But I will tell you that with the RCR, um, you are able to send it in. You'll get a bump in speed um, of the return times uh, for that submission level. And you will pay the lower, you know, you, you basically move up the speed and pay the, the tier that you select. So there is an incentive. Absolutely, absolutely. I think something else people are going to want to know is 
Okay, we knew you as this, and while that was a component of what you offered as a service, we've seen the struggle of other grading companies and what they've gone through. What lessons have you learned from them, and how are you going to address things like the submission process, turnaround times? Um, are you going to do an allocation model like PSA has instituted? How is that going to work? Or, and if you're not you know, don't know yet, that's okay too, but those are just things that are being thought about by our audience, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, so as far as in terms of how we're going to scale the business, um, we've already started. You know, that's something that we started in the last 12 months. We've been hiring like crazy. Um, that's something we're constantly, we're always bringing on good people um, looking to hire as well. Um, so that is something, you know, as far as the human capital aspect, that's something that we're never You know, as far as the process goes, um, I don't believe we're going to allocate anything at that first. Um, something that I'm extremely proud of is that we didn't come out with the slab option first, necessarily. Um, we're very data-driven, and with the data of submission groups acting as the RCR uh, middleman, we were able to really establish credibility and, you know, reputation behind the brand, um, behind the label, if you will. All right. Very cool. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Jason, for your time. And you guys will have to tune in next week for part two because I left you on a cliffhanger there. Ivan was getting ready to interject something. Yeah, Ivan, thanks for everything. That was crazy. And uh, James, thanks for technical adjustments, even on the fly. And uh, we'll be back with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show, next week. In the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting, everybody. Have a great night and a good weekend. Bye-bye.